I'm thirsty. In the New Living Translation, it reads, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. And then the King James Version, after this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Verse 30, and I'm only going to read it from one translation. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. So our topic this morning is, it is finished. Finish is defined as entirely done, brought to a completed state, having a final treatment or coating on the surface. Accomplished is defined as skillfully done or produced, established beyond doubt or dispute. Mission is defined as a specific task with which a person or group is charged. A definite military, naval, or aerospace task, a calling or vocation. A body of persons sent to perform a service or carry on an activity. So, Jesus came to complete and accomplish a mission. Let's consider some of the things we say are finished. You did a two-mile walk or some other form of exercise and you go, I'm finished. You made a trip to the grocery store, the mail, or did some to the post office, and when you get done, you sit in the car and go, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that's done, it's finished. Or you may not say that, but you might say it's done. <laughs> the meal you just ate, you'll say, I'm done. Little kids will say, I'm finished. When you complete an exam in school, you're so glad you're done taking that exam, and you think to yourself, I am finished. When you complete reading a book, you may say, I'm finished. When you complete your housework, you go, oh, God, I'm so glad I am done. This is complete. Well, those are good. However, Jesus's reference to it is finished had to do with his assignment given to him by his father. John chapter four, verse 34 reads as follows. Then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and finishing from finishing his work. So nourishment is food, sustenance, nutrition, and daily bread. So he indicated that he came to finish the work which was to do the will of his father. He stated this because in that same chapter, um, his disciples had gone into town to get something to eat while he stayed at the well to rest. And he had an encounter with the woman at the well. And the discussion that he had with her about a spring of water welling up to eternal life, and that's there in John 4, 14. When the disciples returned, they urged him to eat, verse 31. His response was he had food to eat they knew nothing about, verse 32. The disciples then wondered if someone had brought him food, verse 33. This is when we get the response of verse 34. Then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and for finishing his work. In John chapter 17, this is a prayer that Jesus does to the Father. And Jesus in verse 3 states, And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the true, only true God and Jesus Christ, the ones you sent to the earth. Verse 6, I have revealed to you the one you gave me from this world. So he's saying he revealed to his disciples who God was. Verse 13, now he says, I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. 
I have given them your word. Verse 14. So remember, uh, Jesus is speaking to the Father, saying, I've given them everything I possibly can give them. So in John chapter 5, verse 30, Jesus sought to please the Father. So that's what we should be doing. That should be part of our assignment of seeking to please the Father. So I want you to just stop for a minute, close your eyes and think about what am I doing to please the Father? What am I doing to please the Father? Because it's not about us, which I've been pound, that's been pounded in my head from another ministry. It's not about you, Deborah. It's about doing the work of the Father. So what are you doing to please the Father? John chapter 6, verse 38, do the will of him that sent me. God was God glorified through Lazarus being raised. So Lazarus, we know, was raised from the dead. He had been dead about three or four days. And when Jesus came into town, he wanted to go exactly where that tomb was and glorify God in Lazarus being raised from the dead. Jesus completing his assignment involved teaching, healing, raising Jairus' daughter, the widow's son, and of course, Lazarus from the dead casting out demons, just to name a few. So when Jesus said, it is finished, he had accomplished his assignment here on earth. Hmm. So I want you to think about that again. What is your assignment? What has God given you to do? You have a passion for something that will benefit the kingdom of God. Are you using it? It's about being obedient to God. Um, Mark 16 15 through 18 i'm going to read it but i'm going to paraphrase it real quick first and so the paraphrase goes as as follows um go and preach the good news and by doing so demons are driven out one will speak in tongues deadly poison and picking up a snake will not hurt placing your hands on the sick and they will get well so now the exact scripture reads as follows once again mark 16 verse 15 through 18 and then he told them Go into the world. Go into the world. The map find me. And preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. And they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. So that's things that we can do because those are things that he did. And he said that we could do those things as well. So now let's jump to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 10. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. So basically, we all have a spiritual gift, and the Holy Spirit is the one that sources us with them. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. Someone you can go to and get wisdom. To another, the Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives to someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Because you know there's other spirits that are not of God. 
Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. So I've been in a service and there was someone speaking in an unknown language, but there was also someone there that God had given the ability to interpret what was being said. So there's some additional things that can be done as outlined in Romans chapter 12, verse 6 through 17, chapter 12 of Romans. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things. Well, so if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. And you know, sometimes we run into people that are very encouraging. You know, you may be down and they'll come over and they'll give you a hug. Because when we were at Road to Damascus in that building, we always gave hugs of encouragement and love. Anyway, back to the scripture. It is giving. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. Don't just take on the function of a leader and be horrible and, and those that are under you don't want to even work for you and come to work. Be serious and be fair. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on paid, praying. You know, sometimes people become impatient and they stop praying, they stop going to church, they stop everything. But be patient, keep on praising, and keep on praying and staying in the word. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Sometimes there's needs that we see people have, and we can be the one that blesses them to help them. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. <laughs> Pray that God will bless them. You know, sometimes the response to someone that persecutes you is you want to respond in a way that's not Christ-like. God says, pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those that are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace within everyone. Romans 12, 20 even says, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. And you know, most of the time when we have enemies, we don't want anything to do with them. We don't even want to be in the same room with them. But look what this verse says. It says, if they're hungry, feed them. And if they're thirsty, give them something to drink. And then it also says, in doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. In other words, at some point, they will regret what they have done, the way they have been. Shame on their heads. Now, let's look at Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17. Or just write it down for later. Which says, learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct op oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause. So those are some of the things that we can do. There's a lot of things that are there for you to do. So if you thought you didn't have an assignment, you didn't know what you were to do, there's some things there that I have just shared that you definitely can do. Now the question for you is this, have you started your assignment? We all have been given at least one of those gifts, if not more. Are you accomplishing your assignment? There are many ministries in the body of Christ that can take place. 
prison ministries. Um, we hear now that there's a lot of people that are being released, early released from prisons um, to get out and, and they need help. They need assistance with training. They need assistance with um, skills. They, they may even need counseling. They may just need someone to just sit down and talk with them because things have changed. No telling how long they may have been in. Things are totally different. If they've been in 10 years, they need some assistance. Feeding the homeless. We have that everywhere. Every city has that. So homeless need to be fed. Contacting an organization that provides showers for the homeless. There are organizations that already have that set up where they'll bring it out. I'm not sure how much it costs, but that's something that if you don't know your assignment, you can check that out. And even an organization that would provide some type of washer dryer service for them. So if they're homeless, that means, and they take a shower, that means mm -hmm. they would, it would be nice to have their clothes clean. So if you could have both of those organizations on a property at the same time, look at you, look at what you're doing. You're completing an assignment, something that not everyone has the passion to do, but God may have given you that passion. Preparing food baskets and handing them out. Preparing school supplies, backpacks, pencils, ink pens, and handing those out. Checking on the needs of widows. There are many things that can be done that you may have a passion to do. So ask God to reveal what you can be doing. Remember, we are to help guide and point those that don't know Christ to Christ. But if they are hungry, let's get them fed. And then we can share the word of God with them, which is that nourishment that Jesus spoke about earlier in this, this sermon. So when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, Will the father be able to sell, say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Because at that point, it is finished. I'd like to leave you with another scripture from Luke chapter 4, verse 18 through 19. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So that's you and me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Someone is down. They feel like God does not love them. He has failed them. We are sent to heal those broken hearts and share God loves you. No matter what the lie of the enemy is saying to you, God truly loves you. To preach deliverance to the captives. And it's not always deliverance to those that are sitting in a cell. Some people are in a cell and captive um, due to... Um, rejection they're they're held captive due to overeating they just sit and 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 all they knew know to do is to, to just overeat because that gives them some pleasure i've been there so i know that it will it, it's a satisfying thing but that's not what god has sent us to do we are to deliver people from the captivity of that or angry some people are just so angry they're frustrated they're confused they're just they're just mad period but we can go and heal. We have been sent to heal the brokenhearted. To preach the, um, I did that one, sorry. And recovering of sight to the blind. Um, yes, there are some people that can lay hands on the sick and they can be healed. But the blind also can be those that don't know the word, that have not received the word, have not been fed the word. And so we can open their eyes to the word of God. We have it on our phone. We have it in our, in our, in our Bible. Um, also, um, to set at liberty them that are bruised. So there are some that are hurting. They have to be set free. We can be the ones that do that. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, Luke 4, 18 through 19. So once again, is it finished for you? 
because when we stand to face him, it is finished. Thank you for your time and joining us here at Road to Damascus. Have a blessed week.